Welcome to America's Top Revitons. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Revitons YouTube page or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I am honored to have on today's show, Reviton Shandel Plotkin. Shandel is an executive director of the Yumi West Retreat in South Florida. She's a teacher, a writer, and facilitator of educational seminars and curriculum. Shandel is passionate about working with women, children, and families to help them grow and develop spiritually and personally, and she is also a community farmer. Shandel holds a Master's of Arts in Jewish Education from the Pardes Institute and Hebrew College and a Bachelor's of Arts in Journalism and Communications from Florida State University. She is a graduate of Midrashit Rachel Seminary in Jerusalem, where she studied Jewish texts and philosophy for three years. Thank you so, so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Thank you so much, Vera. I'm so honored to be here. Uh, I, You can see kind of where I'm, where I'm positioning myself. Right now, my husband and I and our family moved on to a five-acre farm uh, with produce and herbs and so forth for the purposes of using it as a space to connect to Jewish community and connect the Jewish community together. And in that process, we have become uh, fascinated and evolved as how nature and bringing community together in outdoor spaces can really help Torah grow can really help individuals grow and bring this newfound uh, excitement to Judaism that possibly they didn't have before. So that's kind of what we're doing out here. It's so beautiful and it's so exciting because it really, really fits right into our topic. Because in a few days, we're going to be celebrating the Jewish holiday of Tuba Shabbat. And this is a minor holiday that many people are not familiar with, but since it's so special with so much meaning behind it, we're going to be learning about it today together. And you are the perfect one, especially since you're living, you know, amongst produce and nature and you're connecting it to Torah. This is going to be amazing. So I want to start from the beginning. Can you please explain to us what Tubishavat really is all about? Uh, I love the question. And there's so many levels that we can get to, and we will. But to start us off, I'll just give this idea that time is sacred in, in Judaism, time for so many things in our lives. In fact, you could say all of the things we do Jewishly, uh, the es essence is the time and how we how we mark that moment. So as well with the trees, when we when we, you know, when we arrived at the land of Israel and we and we arrived there as a people, we were farmers, right? We were farmers, we were agricultural, we were basing ourselves on growing and building the land of Israel with the Jewish people. And we had to know when it was appropriate to take of the land as Hashem gives it to us. We have to you know, allow for that and be a participant in that. And three years, it says, you cannot take of a tree's fruit until three years time. But right, when you we, first plant it, like when you first plant a tree, you have to thank wait you. three years and then you can take the fruit. When you first plant, you need to count three years till you can take. Uh, and that's, that's a total law. And that's how we work with Hashem in creating and, and evolving. And we needed to know their birthday, so to speak. When is the tree uh, planted? And when can we start to utilize it for our own sustenance and nourishment? And that idea is the foundation of Tuba Shvat, the 15th of Shvat. Okay, that's the day we mark. That's the birthday. That is the basis. Started agricultural for farmers to know when they can start to have sustenance from these trees that they've planted to feed their families and the community evolving around them. Uh, and I'll, I'll take that idea and I'll share so many other levels that we've come to today. It's a thousands of year history on how we've become this environmentalist, uh, you know, conscious Torah people 
through that initial idea in the Torah, in Vayikra, when it says, do not take of the tree for the first three years after planting. Um, so it's really a beautiful basis for connecting. I love that. I, you know, and I love that, that you said that, that we're in partnership with Hashem because he gives us, you know, he gives us the soil, he uses the seeds, he helps the trees grow. And we're in partnership with him by just waiting and like having self-control three years and then we could take the fruits. I think that's a really, really important concept that you brought up. So thank you. Sure. It's, it is. And that's kind of that evolution of how we got from just the needs of the land you know, our land needs just as we need to, to grow and, and nourish and create. And from that, we are partners with Hashem. We look to him for guidance and sustenance. And we also, you know, really need to tap into sacred time. When is the time? When do we receive? And when do we give? And, and that kind of is a larger hidden idea. We think about trees and the roots and the foundation, how strong it is and how strong it is, is how flexible it will be in the things we can see, right? But we don't know what's hidden and underneath, just like us. It says the man is a tree in the field, you know, in the Torah, that we stand tall like trees in the field. What does it mean? It means all the stuff that's going on inside, the hidden divine is growing. We need to nourish and nurture that and and consciously do things at the right time in the right way. That so. is so beautiful. I love that. I love the way that you put that because it's so true. I love it. And I know that you were talking about like, there's, you know, that's that's basically the surface, you know, like yes. uh, Shabbat. I would love to go deeper. Could you take us a little bit deeper, please? Sure. Um, so we start out with the land of Israel, which is, you know, a, uh, a cornerstone and fabric of the Jewish people. And we, we look to the land for many things, the Sheva meaning the seven species, how each of these species uh, cultivates a part of ourselves and cultivates actually a location in Israel, which is the most fruitful location for certain things to flourish and certain things to grow. So Tubishba becomes a foundation to, to not only grow the land, but grow the people. We've taken it outside the land, as you know, you know, outside of the land of Israel, we have communities that are are coming together, not many, but there'll be more coming together through uh, nature. In fact, I'll share that when we when we purchase this, this is a five acre organic farm retreat, let's call it. We started with Tubishvat. We saw that we had this beautiful amount of space and, and uh, you know, we weren't quite ready to build a building yet. We have a tent behind me here that we do all of our Shabbos in and, and, and Chagim and so forth. But how would we bring people together in an organic way that's kind of open and individualized and people can kind of wander? And it became this, this farm, this garden. So we started planting. And that planting has evolved into a huge uh, level of produce. I'll even share. I went this morning and picked some uh, kale and mint and rosemary uh, and bok choy, which we use in the community for farm to table Shabbat dinners. And wow. we harvest out there together. And it's all from this concept of, you know, connecting to the environment, connecting to trees, connecting to the way that Hashem uh, gives us so much and how we have to wait at the right time and let it let it simmer, so to speak, let it nourish itself and then be able to take of it. Uh, it's a beautiful concept. You know, you can look at Kabbalah, you can look at mysticism, how they've evolved it. And you can look at just standard basic Torah values. Torah values is everything has a, uh, a nefesh. Everything that's a living force has a nefesh, has a part of the divine within them. 
So we must treat anything with a nefesh with respect. Okay. Wow. So, so like plants and trees also have a nefesh. A nefesh is yes. a soul. So they also have yes. a soul. I, I, okay. So I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. That's a big idea. It's actually a Rav Cook. Uh, and it, you can read into, you know, these kind of, you know, more, they're, again, they're basic traditional Jewish values from the Torah. But depending on the community and the time, when did a community or a, or a scholar start to explore that? So we have a number of scholars that started to explore that. Rebbe Nachman of, of Breslev and Rav Cook. Um, there's a beautiful story of a, of a student that says to his rabbi as they're taking a walk that he doesn't connect it to tefillah. He says to his Rebbe, I don't connect. I don't, I don't know where my tefillah are going. And the Rav says, look at the grass. Where, where are they shooting up towards? He says, they're straight up shooting towards heaven. They're always in prayer, says the Rav. They're always in prayer. Rav Cook says the same thing. Our souls are always in prayer. Anything with a nefesh is always in connection and gratitude to Hashem. So we should stand tall and strong and shoot our prayers upward like a tree, like a tree, like a tree in the field. And how strong our roots are, which is how we have to consciously plant what we're planting, is how strong we'll be in, you know, in this world. How strong we'll be able to, to wane and flexibility and move with the tide. So too for a tree, so too for humanity. Uh, there's a lot of lessons we can learn from this holiday and this idea in the Torah. It's so beautiful. It almost reminds me of the concept, you know, when you're when you're a parent and you're raising children, give your children roots and give them wings. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We we I love that. And so often we we shoot too far ahead to teach a lesson. Let's say, you know, I'm also a teacher in the classroom. So far we have this goal we want the kids, the the, the women to get to, whoever you teach, and we shoot really far away when truthfully speaking the closer we can get to the idea, the, the more able that student, and we're all students, will be able to grasp it and utilize it in their own lives. So nature is a beautiful part of that. We even see when I bring a community service, I bring children out, special needs adults out. We work largely with the Jewish community and, and outside of the Jewish community in the garden. When they get dirty, when they touch the soil, when they feel connected to something very, very physical, they get more connected uh, soulfully. It's a really, a, a quite a beautiful connection when you can bring the physical, which is a part of our Torah values to elevate that which is physical to become spiritual. This is working in the farm, working in the garden. We take the physical and we elevate it to the spiritual. Every bracha we make takes the physical sustenance of whatever it is we're gonna eat. We say a bracha, we elevate it up to become more more like a bracha, more than what it looks like to be, more than what it's perceived to be. And that's a, a huge connection to, to what we're doing out here, you know, at Lumi West Retreat, which we're really working with community to connect them to what they see, what they're physically doing anyway, and how they can bring that to a soulful place that connects them to Torah, to Judaism. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that. So, you know, and I mean, it really all does all connected to Bishavat because it's it's such a deep and meaningful holiday. Like if you really think about it in the manner that you're speaking about it, Tubishavat is really, really a soulful holiday. And I want to know, like, how Jews celebrate Tubishavat? Sure. Uh, you know, we were blessed to live in the land for seven years. Uh, so we got to experience Tubishvat in Israel as well with our children. And we went to so many beautiful Tubishvat, I'll call them festivals, 
you know, where even in Israel, not only are we planting trees, you know, JNF was the forefront on helping us to plant trees in the land of Israel, which we should continue to do. In fact, when someone plants a tree here with us, a, a tree gets planted in the land of Israel as well, oh, wow. uh, in terms of our connections to the land. And what we love to say, so how do we celebrate Tu Bishvat? So the, the sky's the limit. Um, in Israel, we went to festivals anywhere from in, you know, uh, Gush, in like uh, areas in the Israel where there's a lot of land, where we planted trees, where our children planted, where we had music concerts and celebrated the trees, celebrated their birthday. We're celebrating, by the way, it's, it's, it sounds maybe a little bit funny to say we're celebrating the birthday of trees, but three years marks many milestones in, in Torah life, in Jewish life, including uh, an upshurnin where a boy has his hair cut at three years old. Why? Because before three, we are, we are nourishing, we are, we are hidden, we're home with our children more often than out and about showing them the world. We're showing them the world inside of our home till age three, if we're, if we're blessed to do so. What is, a, what is a family structure? What does it mean to be in home? What is it, right? About time, that, that sacredness I talked about. That's such a sacred time in a baby's life, right? At three years old, we bring them into the community a little bit more in a sacred time fashion at three years old to cut of their nat nature, their hair, so to speak, and show them that now they still have that divine inside of them. Now they're more connected to community and they're, they, have, they have expectations of bringing it out into the world through Torah, through Jewish values, to to uh to education and so on and so forth so this is the same idea about how we celebrate Tu Bishvat. we mark time and even those that come out and there will be many that come out to us this coming week on Tu Bishvat that have never experienced Tu Bishvat before right. we're going to have a Tu Bishvat tasting in the garden with all of the Sheva meaning the species. We're also going to do a garden tour with our friends that are really experts out there knowing what grows when, how do you plant it. We're planting sunflowers in the garden uh, on Tu Bishvat. We're teaching about that idea. In addition to that, we're also actually uh, this year have our first batch of local honey. We have three honeybee hives here to teach about sustainability. Sustainability for the world well, this is, this is put into the Torah, you know, sustainability for the people, for the world, for humanity. So it's such a connection between physical, like I keep saying, that physical aspect, you know, we, we wander through the world, everything around us is from Hashem, everything we look at that's growing, it has a nefesh, and we're bringing people out here to the land to experience it. The goal is that they understand Tu Bishvat a little more, they have a taste of something sweet, from what Hashem gives us. And we also have a band coming to play music and we have falafel and we have an ice cream truck and we're bringing them to a festival. And they're going to say, what are we celebrating? And then we're gonna have a conversation about what we're celebrating. And that's really a beautiful concept in, you know, in, Jewish, uh, in Jewish education and Jewish experience. People wanna know why they do things. Yes, We are an educated population. Uh, whether we're 12, 22, or 62, we want to know why we're doing things because we see that when we don't understand the why, it gets lost and we stop doing, doing things. So it's a bigger idea out here to teach the why in a place that's very open and non-judgmental and not closed in 
so that they want more and they ask more questions. Right. And that makes sense. And that, that makes a lot of sense. And now I, I know that you showed some things from your garden and there are something, some foods that we must eat on Tubishava that are very, very important specifically to this holiday. Yes. Yes. Well, we can talk about the Shevaminim a little bit uh, today and what they mean. And these are the seven fruits of the land of Israel. Yes. Okay. Um, and like I said earlier, there's parts of the land that grow these fruits better than others. So first you have to step back and say, well, what can I grow here? What will flourish? Where will this fl flourish, for example? That's a big question about, about not only the Shevamini, which teaches us that, but where we plant ourselves in the world. Wow. Where will we best flourish? Where will we best get nourished to be our best selves, to reach our potential? And I think, and I, that's what I'll share today, a little, even a little bit more of what the the seven species and grains that we use for Shabbos, for holidays, for this holiday coming up that represents how we get nourished in the world and how we can not only spiritually connect to Israel, but we can physically connect to Israel as well. Beautiful. So it's really a powerful part of the holiday. We have a Seder that we're going to be doing in the garden. Um, where we have this beautiful table set and we have some friends that are going to lead the Seder and the blessings. That's another big part of the Sheva meaning and a big part of planting, which is we plant, but then we take at the right time and we have an opportunity to say bracha. We have the opportunity to say a blessing and a blessing is a connection. A blessing is the connection between the physical and the spiritual. It's connection between my partnership, like I said, our partnership between self and Hashem. So that's that's an such an important part of that that sustenance and that completion of when we take from food, when we when we have a meal, when we pick from the garden, that we say that blessing. Without it, it's taking. With it, it's adding. Without a blessing on what we plant and take from the garden. It's just taking, which this is not a world of taking. This is a world of tikkun. This is a world of adding. This is a world of bracha. When we say the blessing, we're not taking anymore. We're partnering with Hashem and adding to the world. I love that. I love the way that you said it. It's so beautiful. You're right, because it really is a strong connection between taking and then making a bracha and then elevating and giving back to Hashem, that which yeah. we he gave to us for our sustenance, you know? So yeah. we're not just being selfish in our act of taking and eating from the land. We're acknowledging that it comes from a higher source and we're thanking. So I love yeah. that. I love that. I'll tell you another sweet story of when we lived in Israel. We went, had, we lived in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, in Baca, which I have to mention, it's my favorite place in the world. In fact, we got a farm dog and we named him Baca. <laughs> he gets the highlight shout out today. Um, it's a beautiful place to live. We took a tiul, a hike to Svat for Tibishvat, where we were a part of a beautiful program of planting trees in a community that needed a little bit of a, of a reboot. Um, and we took our kids up to Svat. And, you know, it's so Kabbalistic and mystical. And if you can imagine hundreds of people in Yerushalayim celebrating Tu Bishvat, you can triple that and quadruple that of how many people are celebrating and connecting to Tu Bishvat in Sfat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the land of Israel is filled with recognition of nature, recognition of how we show gratitude to Hashem while, while growing the land. In America, we have to teach it. In America, everything is a little bit more you have to teach, but teaching without connecting to Israel it's not the full picture. 
especially this holiday. When we teach about Tu B'Shvat here, we must always make a conscious uh, decision to connect it to how it started in the land of Israel when our people arrived and they needed to know when to start to utilize this beautiful land that Hashem gave them. And they needed to mark that moment. Judaism is about marking moments. We know when Shabbos comes in, we know when Shabbos comes out. This is the, the way that we exist as, as a Jewish people in the world, marking time and understanding the sacredness of time. I love that. It's so beautiful. Um, so, okay. You mentioned the seven meaning. Could you list them for me, please? Oh, can you help me? Because I had them on a piece of paper. We know it's figs and we know it's barley and grapes and wheat and pomegranates. I think I'm almost getting there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have them all in front of me, but... Everything, like I said, um, challah, we know wheat, we know everything we have as the Sheva medium of the seven species represents a way that we utilize it in the world. Like I said, the way that it's grown and where it's grown becomes a sacred place in the land of Israel. And if we partake of it here, when we say the bracha, we're connecting to the land of Israel. That is super special and really, really important. I'm glad that you brought up that up. Yeah, because I can Good. imagine Tu B'Shavad is much different in Israel than it is in the States. Yeah. I mean, listen, we can eat of the fruit. We know we use Kiddush. We use the grapes. We know pomegranates is that beautiful fruit that grows in Israel that represents the 613 mitzvot. Every every layer of everything we take on Tu B'Shavad has an inner hidden map. It has an inner hidden divine inside of it. We don't always taste it. We don't always know what it is. But if we learn a little bit deeper, we see what it represents. Like pomegranates represent the 613 mitzvahs, right? Like uh, figs and dates represent inside of them that hidden sweetness that, that you, don't you don't know exists. So I think it represents the Jewish people. You know, they say there are 70 faces of the Torah. You know, 70 ways one can learn Torah. So too, there are endless ways we can look at what we get nourished from uh, in the garden and we can see how it affects us and and uh, you know connects us to who we really are deeply inside of ourselves it's a very it's a beautiful holiday that really like I'm looking at the mint right here that I have here you know and I sometimes just go for aromatherapy out to the garden you know right, just to walk through it. and smell it <laughs> because it, it just and that sense of smell you know Havdalah with the Sima you know um with the, with the sense and the species, we, we really we're able to tap into something deeper. I think that all of this is about tapping into something deeper and then using that depth to make us better here. When we learn something and it becomes so soulful or spiritual, we don't always know how to incorporate it into our daily lives. I think the other additional goal is now that I have this understanding, how am I going to uh, create a world with it? better myself with it, better my family, my community with it. So one would hope that as you learn about nature and the importance and sustenance of what Hashem gives us, that you would then take that out and be more respectful and kinder to nature around us. And that's environmentalism, right? And that's Earth Day, as they say, you know, people are really taking this holiday, Jewish communities are taking this holiday and expanding it to how we can bring more community together through it and give them an awareness about something, like we say, that most people don't, don't connect to. Even in, in on all you know, spectrums of Judaism, Tu B'Shvat, like you said, is not one of the holidays that people is a go-to. 
Right. We have we have our go-to holidays, you know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Hanukkah, Pesach. We have them. We know them from anywhere you go. You can talk to someone about how they celebrated Rosh Hashanah or what where they went for Pesach. Right. Uh, but to Bishvat, not so much, you know. So this is an opportunity as you're bringing beer, which is great, and more of an awareness on another way to connect to Judaism, to Jewish community. It's so weird. Like, I'm just learning so much more about it. I mean, I knew about the Hollywood Tuba Shot, but I don't think I really fully understood the depth of it. Because even with the even with the seven species, we actually do have, we do have seven. Figs, barley, grape. Oh, I'm sorry, actually. But yeah, figs, barley, grapes, wheat, pomegranates, dates, and I wrote barley twice. I'm sorry. I'm going to look up <laughs> in the notes. I'm going to put that in the seventh one. I'll look it up. But, okay, look it up. But yes. we got we got most of them and we're we're working well together. Yes. You know, and let me let me add to that. And that is the Sheva Minim, you know. Yes. Um, when my husband and I lived in, in Yerushalayim and we were first married, before we came home after like Shana Rishona, the first year of marriage, we went to this beautiful place and got a tapestry that still is in our home 25 years later of the seven species. And it's right as you enter the home. Uh, so that, you know, when you enter someone's home, you should very quickly know this is a Jewish home. Another level is you should also know this is a Jewish home that, you know, is connecting to the land of Israel. That's that second level. So I think that's an important point to mention. When we're here in America, how do we connect young people, families that are not connected so much to Israel? Not only we bring them there, I lead these trips uh, with women. Uh, I've led several of them already. I'm leading another one in May. It connects women to Israel in a way they did not imagine it could be. More than that, it connects them to themselves as Jewish women and they feel like they have a community when they come home. And there's nothing like community and bringing community together. Exactly, exactly. Community is so, so important. I think I'm learning that as I get older, community is really, really important. Um, so it's interesting to bring up community because Liumi West, the retreat is in itself a type of community. And I I want to ask you, you know, Tuba Shabbat is a big celebration there at Liumi West. And I want to see if maybe there's a story or two you could share about celebrating this special holiday at your retreat. Oh, that, thank you. I love it. So we moved here five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband uh, and I have both been Jewish educators in this community for 25 years and always, you know, at schools and synagogues and kollels and anything the community would need, you know, leading Israel trips, like I said. And we have a group of friends and a long time that we've all kind of been communing together and, and dreaming together and, and connecting together. And an opportunity came up to buy land. And we got a call from a friend who called me and said, Shandle, you know, I know you like to be more outdoor than indoor. And I know you like to bring people to your home. Uh, and so we found this piece of land in Delray Beach. And we think it could be great for what you're building. So we came to look at it. And after a wonderful uh, hard work and diligence, we purchased this five acre tree farm. Believe it or not, it was a tree farm, which is also so apropos for talking about today with a wonderful gentleman who said, I love your vision and I'm gonna, I wanna do this with you. So we purchased this farm and we sat here outside and we thought, well, where, where should we begin? We'll start with a Shabbat dinner, of course. That's where all great things happen. And we did that. And then we walked around and we thought, you know, let's let's bring people to the garden so we started cultivating the land there was a lot to do trees to be moved and relocated and soil we did everything organic above the ground we got some low local partners and angels to help us and we kicked off our first two bishvat with literally building garden beds planting trees uh cultivating soil 
people were, were just working so hard. Hundreds, hundreds of people come out for two Bishvat. <laughs> and that was our first. Now we're on our fifth annual two Bishvat. And we expect even more than that. And we utilize the garden. Like I said, I have very sweet stories. The first Friday of every month is our farm to table community Shabbat dinner. So the Thursday before I study with um, dozens of women, about 30, 40 women every Thursday in our community. And we usually rotate, but the, the Thursday just prior to the Shabbat, we learn Torah in the garden and harvest uh, for Shabbos together. So that has become something that has been now going on again, we're almost here five years. We started that a few years ago and it's growing and people are coming out and they can't wait to study Torah and harvest in the garden and say brachas and prepare for a Shabbos dinner together. And we had 120 people, you know, a few weeks ago for Shabbos dinner in our tent, experiencing the harvest, talking about how we, we you know, created it. Believe me, they want chicken also. So they don't know, they don't get the chicken from us yet. We are hoping to have chickens one day, um, which will be great. But right now we're, we're produce and we're, we're beautiful flora and we're herbs and, uh, and we love that. So, so many great moments happen in the garden. And if I could share one more thing that, you know, not to go backwards, but COVID was, you know, was very challenging. And some, some blessings came out of the time we all had with COVID. And one of them was that people couldn't get together in closed spaces. And here we were in this big open space that we could fit anyone, just bring your own lawn chair, just just come out just as you are with your mask, whatever you want, stay as far apart as you'd like. And we were able to really build the community through COVID. They could come out to the garden just with their kids to get out of the house. They could book time where it's just private, wander through, taste it. And we did that so often during those couple of years. We had, uh, nobody wanted to have full meals together. So we would have just kiddish on the court even bring your own, come out before Shabbos and join us for Kabbalat Shabbat for Kiddush on the court and then go home and have Shabbos dinner. But it was able to continue to bring people together. And that was, was an amazing bracha for us, amazing, amazing blessing. And people are still talking about how we were a part of helping them get through such a, such a difficult time. So those are great, sweet stories from the garden. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is amazing because you do have the same space. I mean, you have five acres. That's a lot of land. It's a lot of space. And you did like you were so yeah. wise about the way that you use your space to bring people together to bring, you know, because people could be at home and they depression, anxiety, stress, Absolutely. you know, people were really facing that. So this was like a, a space of relief for them that they can go and they could experience nature and yeah. be outside, you know? Yeah, we, we really that's one of the foundations. You know, we moved in in 2018. We had no idea what was just ahead of us, right? but we were there and ready for the community and were able to service uh, everybody. And it was amazing. And we always say, we're not here to build a building. We're here to build community. And we are, uh, we are in this beautiful area, Boca del Rey, where there are many gorgeous uh, synagogues, community centers, country clubs, and they're wonderful and one should enjoy them to the fullest. We are a farm. We are a place that you can come with, you know, closed shoes, I always say, because we do have nature and, and biting nature as well, um, to, to just experience something else. So we, we take pride in that because we are not building something, you know, elaborate in that sense. 
but we're building something for the community, for the people that will always continue to evolve and be open. And uh, Judy, we need that. Judy, Judaism, Jews need that. Judaism needs that. Community needs that. And my husband, Baruch, and I are very excited to bring that with, again, our phenomenal team of, of angels and, and partners in this project. It's growing and evolving every day. That's beautiful. And if people wanted to come visit you, like, is that something that you do? Like, if they want to come to the farm or how can they find out more information? Oh, thank you. Yes, we have a website, Leumi Israel. By the way, Leumi uh, means for my nation, for my people. Leami, Leumi. It's it means both. My husband and I were very involved in the Dati Leumi community in Israel, and when we got back, and when we started this through a wonderful, like I said, wonderful experiences, um, <clears throat> we wanted to connect to that and connect people to that. Teach them a little Torah through even the words of what we're building, and we say. Lumi West Retreat. And oftentimes someone will say, do you have an East location? And we say, yes, Jerusalem. Right. <laughs> so we kind of had a little conscious thought about how we wanted to create this ongoing connection and evolution from community here to community there. And we have a website, like I said, leumiisrael.com. We're on social media. It's Baruch and Shandel Plotkin. And um, we welcome people for tours of the, of the farm. We also host weddings and bar mitzvahs and birthdays and um, lunches, uh, both in-house for Lumi. We host all the Chagim, all the holidays and Shabbos, like I said. And we welcome others to utilize the space to build their own family, community, simchas, and events. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for those people who are in suspense, I do have the seventh day money before we close. It's Let's do it! Figs, olives, grapes, barley, wheat pomegranates and dates you know what we both forgot olives. olives and i love olives i have them like every day so that's the one we forgot and there's nothing better than olives from the shuk in israel um so <laughs> so we got to do that together thank you so much my pleasure my pleasure thank you rebison channel for joining us on america's top rebisons it was really really a pleasure to have you with us and we we just loved having you here and we learned so much so thank you again Happy, uh, happy Tubishvat coming up. Chag Sameach, everyone. And I, and it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye.